ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Brass Ring Media flagship podcast. Uh, it is Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. We are Brass Ring Media. We're super pumped to be here. We are here every single week, Friday at this time, um, talking with you, uh, the news of the week in professional wrestling. Tyler, man, we got got a lot of good stuff to cover. A lot of good stuff to cover. Um, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, we have a lot to cover. And, uh, you know, excited to cover it, as always. And it feels, you know, hopefully compared to last week, a little more in-ring action yeah. uh, or business-related than uh, our uh, our free therapy session for Tony Khan that even Chris, <laughs> even Chris Jericho joined in on a little bit. Um, he did. That. So, very interesting. So, not to segue us, but... What do you think Jericho... I mean, Jericho's got to be smart enough to, like, look at Tony Khan and go, dude, man, come on, man. Like that's enough, don't you think? And even even for Jericho, I mean, it's Jericho after all, dude. Yeah. Like you mentioned, and I I went back and I tried to listen to his Flat Earth podcast. I just couldn't. Do it. I listened to like. <laughs> I don't know two why you would ever. do that. I don't know either. Like I had some kind Bro. of like, you know, was like you know, planned on torturing myself over the weekend while mm-hmm. I was cutting the lawn, mm-hmm. and I I like stopped. It was like enough of this. I'll just listen to some. Yeah. you know, I'll listen to Eric you- Bischoff. <laughs> it makes you more stupid, right? I think that's the oh. proper way. Not not dumber. Right. Uh, yeah. More stupid. More right. stupid is the correct grammar of that. But it yeah, there's happen. one not to like totally just pump up the Jericho podcast, but there's one, you know, that Mandela effect. You've heard of that. Yes. We're starting off strong. The algorithm is going to love this. So that's why I'm doing this. But um, <laughs> I find it interesting. I don't think it's real at all because people just misunderstand, like miss, like, you know, think of like a song lyric. Right. How many times have you listened? Like you think, you know, a song lyric. And you look it up and it's like, oh, that one word's off, right? And that's like yeah. the whole basis for that whole phenomenon right. is like, Luke, I'm your father. And it's no, I'm your father. Like, that's pretty easy. And like, honestly, we're editing it. So it sounds, so it's a better scene by saying, Luke, I'm your father. Because it's more dramatic as a, when you parse it out, right? Yes. And that's like the main one. Um, and the that's main a element. great, I mean, that's a, that's like, I, I still <laughs> watch that. I'm like, it's really... It's not Luke, I am your father. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. But like that was like so he had someone on. That was the whole basis of like people getting one a quote, like one line off. And it's like, hey, that's what it's called to be a human. And if you ever played a game of telephone, we right. do a good job communicating yes. words from our brain out of our mouths to other people's brains, right? That's like a hard transition and not the most efficient way. Um, so interesting. And I was like, wow, this this is really garbage. So <laughs> well, that's, that's how that's what I concluded yeah. to. Um, oh, oh, Chris, 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 Chris. Um, but yeah, so we're going to hit a lot of different topics. Hello to everybody who's joining us live. Hi, Tracy. Hi, everybody else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, one of the early, early members of Brass Ring Media, and we certainly uh, appreciate it. Happy Friday to you, Tracy. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, this is, as I said, the Brass Ring Media podcast. We do a free show every single Friday, late morning here. 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, um, talking the news of the week uh, in wrestling. And there's a lot of ways you can get some free Brass Ring Media content. We have our free show here. If you don't catch the show live and you want to listen to us, you can download it as a podcast. It goes up um, on all podcast feeds. This exact show, 
right after we get off the air for the most part, uh, within the next 30 minutes to an hour, it is up for you to listen to on a podcast. Um, you can also um, subscribe to our Substack channel. We've got free written content from Tyler and myself um, that goes up uh, all throughout the week. Tyler's got a really great column up there right now um, about uh, comparing AEW and WWE to action movie uh, franchises. I've got a column on last week's NXT show that are up there um, and more stuff sure to drop Um maybe even today for me, but this weekend for sure. Um, so yeah, you can check us out for some free stuff there. If you really want the heavy dose, the real deal of Brass Ring Media, uh, you can become a member for $4. You get full access to the Substack newsletter, all content you get there. You get a free weekly podcast from us. Um, you get roundtables of all the uh, AEW and WWE pay-per-view events. And so much more. It is $4 to get all that. We certainly would appreciate um, your contribution. And we will make sure to earn your business and give you all the value possible back for that uh, for that 4 bucks. You can find us on Patreon to do that. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. So that takes care of the business. Um, let's talk about Sting, Tyler. Uh, we had an announcement uh, or, or the the... The company, AEW as a company, made an announcement. Hello, Sean. You just joined us in the chat. What's going on, man? Happy Friday. Um, Sting. They pumped up a big announcement from Sting this week. That was a big hook for this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. They announced it early in the week that Sting is going to make a major announcement or address the fans, I think is what it was. Um, and fans. address the fans, right? His fans. His fans, right? His yeah. fans. Nobody else, just Sting fans. Yeah, it's interesting. It is, yeah, and um, as soon as like something like that happens now, I mean, Sting is 66, 65, something like that. I think it might be like 67 or 68. I'll look it up. 67, I mean, yeah. you know, when, when, when Sting makes when he addresses anyone, I think you automatically start thinking retirement. Um, and that's exactly what we got. So Sting comes out there, um, he talks a little bit about his career, talks a little bit about his uh, his uh, kind of his path, his run in AEW, kind of reminisces a little bit. 61, 64, 65, 65. 64. Yeah, 64. 64. Okay. It'll be 65 March 20th, 2024. So I do not know when Revolution is. I think that's in February. So that yeah. might coincide with he might want to retire at 65. And that would yeah. you up yeah. pretty well. Well, it's crazy. You know, he comes out there and then he, you know, just basically says like, hey, I'm going to retire. My last match is going to be at Revolution 2024. They don't have the date for it yet. Um, it's, you know, yeah, late March or, or late February, early March is usually when it is. Um, I I thought the promo was great. I thought it was a really like one of the better things AEW's done in recent, in recent weeks, I think. You know, I, I just liked... I like staying out there, man. I liked uh, him just kind of talking and he didn't yell very much and he was talking and uh, he, he looked like a, he looked like a, like a, like a star. Um, I also like the strategy here. I like, I like sting kind of calling out his retirement, but calling it out months in advance, you know, because you can build up some really cool stuff between now and then for sting, you know, you could have a couple different people feud with him and Darby. Um, ending with his with with a one final match. So I like what they did here. I think it's going to be not only a nice way to send Sting off, but also a good way for Sting to give back to multiple people in the company um along the way. So I was really high on this. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it as well. It reminded me of 
you know, the Jushin Liger retirement. What was yeah. that? 2021 or was that 2020? 2020, I think. Yeah. 2020, yeah. So, yeah, it was it Wrestle Kingdom 2020. It was like maybe he's the reason we had the pandemic was his retirement. Yeah. In the world <laughs> together. So, um, it was right but, before. Yeah. It was right after that. Yep. Yeah. Cause it was at Wrestle Kingdom or right after that. Like the, the, anyway, but it felt like it feels like that. Right. And that's a good model for, you know, there's like, you know, if you look at sports, right. There's the, um, I don't know. Let's cross the gambit here. There's the, Dwayne Wade retirement. If you remember that, like at every city he went to, they like yeah. gave him a little gift. Um, Kobe the same way, right? Like he's like, Hey, it's my last year, his last game. He scores like 60 points. Cause the other team didn't even play defense. Right. And right, it was right. like a fun moment, but everyone watched it. Right. Or you can do the Tom Brady way where it's like, I retire. Oh no, I'm coming back. And then I have kind of a forgettable season, kind of like Michael Jordan as well. So, you know, there's a whole way to retire and things obviously, you know, retired from injury and then come back all that sort of stuff so you know never say never and i think you know he kind of quelled that with with the, the end of his promo here but you know i like it and it's like you know i was a huge opponent of sting in AEW when he first came in and he's you know over the years here like i've grown to respect him i wrote down an article idea you know kind of comparing him to I don't know, and maybe we can source this here for everyone watching to read later, but he's kind of like the, not the punk rock hero who never sold out, but he kind of feels that way, right? Like, he yeah. did go to WWE, but, like, I don't know who the comp is in music or, or other media of, like, like maybe an Iggy Pop type guy who, like, yeah, he has a couple hit songs, but, like, really, he's that, like, if you like wrestling, you know Sting and you love him, and if you don't like wrestling, you might have heard of him, but you don't really know any of his work sort of vibe. Yeah. And I feel like he's, you know, continued that throughout his whole career. And like, I, I hope that he personally, I hope he sticks around because he can do like 90% of what he's doing currently. Um, if he stick, if he sticks around for like a legends contract or whatever, right. He can come out and punch people like Luchasaurus and defend Darby and come out and save baby faces, cut a promo every so often and, you know, be at ringside, be a manager who's, who's key at physical but not have matches, right? I, I hope he does that. I don't know what his plan is. I would probably lean towards that not happening. But even if he's like the Undertaker and shows up when they need him for a spot, I think that would be a cool use for him as like the first AEW legend. Yeah. If they have don't have that, and then Jericho kind of being the second one, you would think, etc. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, they do. I think they could use that. You know, they could uh, mm -hmm. pop a Ring of Honor rating and put Sting on the show. Show like NXT did for Undertaker. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, look, I was I was down on Sting too. You know when he came on board, I really, and not because I don't like Sting. It just was like, you know, I felt early on. You know, I'm eating my words here for sure, but I, I thought early on that he kind of overshadowed Darby in okay. that. You know, Sting was just like like Darby was just getting rolling. I mean, he just had some like a surge in popularity. He's just becoming like this, this kind of national level star. And, and then you put sting with them and it kind of, it took Darby initially, I think out of a lot of potential opportunity to be a singles guy. Cause he was just doing sting stuff. Um, but man, you know, as that, as it went on, uh, as that relationship went on, I, I think, you know, you look back on it and you have to give it a thumbs up. Like you have to give it like, okay, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe he did kind of overshadow him at the beginning, but Darby is definitely a bigger star today uh, than he was then. And sure. I think he would have gotten 
some of that way, even without Sting. But I think the connection with Sting has certainly um, has certainly helped him kind of get 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 there. So I'm definitely you know eating crow on that. Um, the I would say too one thing before you get I, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to forget this point. I would say it's AEW's best long term story, period, yeah. of yeah. like a multiple year like friendship coming together, mm-hmm. like not the JAS, not uh, Inner Circle, not the Elite. Is there any other groups that have been around basically the whole time? Well, Dark Order. Dark Order, yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, best Friends. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, from like a story, not that they've like feuded or whatever, but it's been the best like tandem or group in AEW history. Now it's a oh, yeah. story. Maybe not. You can, you know, cut hairs. But so go ahead with your next book. They know you're so right. I mean, you're so right. I mean, and it, and it, and it feels it feels natural. Like I think, you know, number one, it feels natural on TV, which is all that really matters. But you hear Sting and Darby talk about one another and you know that they've got, clearly they've got a friendship and relationship outside of the ring too. Um, So, you know, I give that nothing but a thumbs up, even though definitely two years ago, I was the guy going like, come on, like, okay, he got the Sting rub. Darby's got to go on and like do his own thing now. Like he needs to be on the show on his own. And, you know, hey, I don't like to admit it. I don't like to admit this folks, but I was wrong about that. (laughs) <laughs> um so talk a little bit more about the partnership of sting and darby like what did you what did you how do you look back on it um do you look back on it as fondly as as i do yeah i do um you know just said it's the biggest one but yeah i mean it, it made darby really it it, and it, and it doesn't yeah. feel like even it feels like it's 50 50 like him on tv to the audience and darby the person the wrestler the professional right feels like that has made him who he is, the association on TV, and you know what we don't see, you know, off screen. Like, like if you were to like give me, let's say the brawl out happens, and you're like, hey, I can, I'm from the future. CM Punk is going to get an altercation with another performer. Here's like ten guys, and you have Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Andrade, whatever, right? Like, Darby would be like one of my top guys, of like, oh, I can see that guy getting into it with somebody. You know, like yeah, he, seems yes. like a loose, he seems like a loose cannon, just the way he <laughs> performs and all that sort of stuff. Right? Yes. And he's like, yep. he's like him and Moxley, like should be absolute loose cannons, guys you cannot control. And they feel like they're the number one company guys. And yeah. I'm not saying it's all Sting, but it feels like that has been super helpful. And yeah, it just made him feel like, um, you know, just like a top guy. And it's it's a great combination. And in 20 years when people are doing – AEW rewatches 20 years later, like it's going to be like, there's going to be like bootleg sting Darby shirts that look like nineties band tees, you know, like <laughs> the instinct shirts and say sting and Darby. And they're going to be like, have a big heart. Like it's all going to be great. It's going to yeah. be like a great era. That was awesome when it happened, but everyone that is reminiscing about it is going to add two points positive on what it is. So yeah, it's just like, really there hasn't been like one negative that I can think of from the whole thing besides their bodies and like doing the crazy stuff that they do that is going to probably be looked upon negatively. But I mean, things, you know, he's walking around, so I guess it's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, there's really not even like a story beat that you can look back on and be like, man, that was a disaster, but they pivoted. Like it's all worked pretty well. Start to finish. If you go back and look at it critically. Well, it's such a cool thing too. I mean, like they did, uh, I want to just point out Tracy's comment here. Uh, Singing Darby felt a little forced in the beginning, but just blossomed organically. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, in it, like at the beginning, I think it is such a, it's a bit of a awkward pairing because you're like, okay, Sting and Darby, like they both have their face painted. 
you know, that really is the only kind of connection yeah. initially. Um, but I think they vibed pretty well, you know, after that. And uh, yeah, and did blossom organically. Good point, Tracy. Um, but, you know, you look at some of the matches that they've had together as a team like that, like some of the pandemic era stuff. Like, I don't think anybody's going to go back and really watch that stuff because it's just such a it's just such a bad time for everybody. Like it, not just wrestling, but just like the world bad just as bad like everybody's miserable you know can't go anywhere you're working from home every you know kids are driving people crazy like it's just a bad time (laughs) and the the wrestling you know suffered because there's no audience but you know sting and darby you know they had that cinematic match you know at at one of the pay-per-views and that thing was awesome like that was really a really really cool match that they had um against uh team taz like good stuff um and and i think sting will you'll look back on sting and you know yeah he's not quite like jericho and john moxley because you know those guys came in and like actually you know worked like a pretty like full-time schedule world champions for the company Yeah. yeah but sting like I think definitely, especially early on, like gave it that like, you know, planted a flag or like credibility, like, hey, you know, uh, whoa, Sting's here. So, okay, like, l- let's, let's pay attention a little bit. Let's, let's, these guys, maybe these guys aren't just like some ragtag group of, uh, you know, <laughs> of, of professional wrestlers. Like this thing could be, could be real. And I think it's interesting. The Sting is like this outlaw guy is, I think is just like, fascinating like i love i love stars like that you know that are just like i'm just doing my thing and just you know whatever like the guy was in impact wrestling tna for god knows how long like yeah i mean bro what, 2002 to 15 yeah i guess yeah, it's uh, like long, long. not a little bit shorter than that i think yeah no yeah. 15 yeah you're right Cause yeah because that's when he came to wwe i assume he was at least working a little bit i don't I, you know my impact historical knowledge is very low but you know you're right you're right but it's like, was that his longest run? Is with TNA Impact? Like WCW is like what eighty seven to eighty seven nine, nine two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, yeah, that, so it's right up there. Yeah, that's crazy. It's right up there, and you know, but just did his thing, just like did his thing, and like you know, he made it to WWE and had like that WrestleMania match, and it was what it was. Like I, you know. It's Vince McMahon. It's petty Vince McMahon, you know, with WCW guys. Like, I don't think it went the way that it should, but he got like this whole new, like life, like of a career, like after, after that. And after he was like a major neck injury that he suffered too. Um, So all in all, I think it's just a pretty, a pretty good, pretty good run here. How, when you look at it out and now that they've said this in advance, like it reminds me of kind of like Ric Flair's WWE retirement in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not as much of a story as that was, but you know, you knew Flair was going to retire and he had this like run of matches up until that point. And of course, you know, I think Flair then is cert- was certainly more apt to have like singles matches. Um, but the story was the same. Like you're kind of seeing Flair on his kind of like goodbye tour. This is what it will be for Sting. What do you expect? Uh, to see from him in terms of like who he works or what kind of feuds would you, would you put him in and, and how do you wrap up at, uh, at revolution? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Cause like, uh, I assume, right. We're going to have what November, December, January, February, March, 
So we're going to have five pay-per-views for AEW, even though they're not doing monthly pay-per-views. So I would say, you know, if he's, I'd say the over-under is two and a half pay-per-view matches. So I'd probably go the over and think that we're going to get three pay-per-view matches featuring Sting and Darby. I don't think the final match would be a singles match because like if you put someone over, like it doesn't matter. So maybe that's a, you know, if, if it's, it seems like him and Sting, if you want to decide like, Hey, him, Christian, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne is maybe the, you, you build that for six months and you culminate it there. If you want to do that, that can work. You know, I just don't know who's on the roster that feels like, I don't know. There's no one that he's never beaten. Right. That's like, not like a career thing and whatever. And him winning, I think is totally fine. I think that works for the character too. And beating a guy like Christian or Luchasaurus or even Nick Wayne when he's 18 makes like, doesn't make, make me upset as a fan that you're not going out on your back sort of thing. Right. So I would say that would be the initial take, but that's a lot of time to do multiple matches with that. So I I would assume that they'll finish that and move on to something bigger, but I I can't, nothing's coming to my mind right now. I just hope it's not a Jeff Jarrett, Jay lethal sort of thing. (laughs) So Jay lethal cannot be like the gatekeeper for old men having their last match. No, no, it has to be something better than that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think I definitely don't think you go the singles match route. And I know there's going to be like pushback on that opinion, but look, he's 64, you know? He knows more than anybody. Sting, that, that's not a good idea, right? That's why it's not to- a good idea. And it's just not worth the risk. I mean, like, yeah. let's say you go out there and try to have a singles match, and, you know, you're 64 years old and you crap the bed. It's like, yeah. You don't want to go out. You don't want to go out like that. Like, you, I think you want to protect yourself as far as that goes. And I think Sting is smart enough not to do that like he's got darby allen out there darby allen can take 80 percent of the match you know and yep. stink can come in and do his thing and you ride off into the sunset i i think that's definitely the way to go um and there's no shame in that like i said this isn't rick flair at 50 going out like this is 64 years old um i i i think like i'm trying when i think about a f- opponent i wrote about this for scscoops.com it's up now I, I was looking at like Ricky Starks and Big Bill as like a final tag team match. And it can go either way in terms of the finish. Like I think if you want to put Ricky Starks over in particular, okay, you can have him beat Sting and Darby. It ends Sting's career. I don't I wouldn't go that route, but if you really wanted to put St- Ricky Starks over strong, give him a reason to stay. I mean, he can talk about that win for you know the rest of his career as a heel. Um, but also like if, if you decide like, okay, we want Sting to go out on top. How cool is that? Like when, winning the tag titles <clears throat> with Darby Allen, you know, and, and then, you know, he cut and then he hangs it up. I mean, I think that's, that's a, a cool way to send him off with gold, but not, you know, it's not singles gold. It's not like the meaningless trio championships, not the ring of honor tag team championships. It's like, you know, legitimate, you know, AEW tag yeah. team top, title stuff. Top, and then, top three belt in the top, company, top right? three belt. Yeah, yeah, top three out of twenty. And then, and then, and then the tag belts are the, still the top three. They're the original three belts. Yeah, so. the original three belts, and so and so I think that's kind of a cool way. If you wanted him to go out, like, and I, I kind of think that that's what what's going to happen. I think like conventional wisdom tells you, okay, Sting's going to do the favors for somebody, but he can't have a singles match. So it's yeah. like you're not really it's not really the same, you know, like, yes, 
Ricky Starks, if he pins Sting to end his career, like, yes, you can talk about that, but it's not the same thing as beating him in a in a in a singles match. So I think I would just go with the you end revolution with that match. You know, you celebrate Darby and Sting and locker room comes out or whatever. Then that's you know, goodbye to Sting and Tony Khan's Tony Khan. The guy's a super fan, you know. I don't think yeah. he's gonna wanna, you know, kick dirt on Sting as he walks out the door. Correct. And I, I love him getting some gold on the way out. Um, you know, I think the placement I, I could be open to maybe they win it and then there's like another match, but then, you know, they're going to lose it. So I, I like your booking of it better because it feels like, well, no way he's out. He's on the way out. There's no way they're going to win it. And it's like a huge moment. And like, depending what's going on with the world title at that time, like that probably has to main event. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to really do it up in a certain way and then you, you know, you have. If, if it's Ricky Starks and Big Bill or another tag team, you know, not FTR, they don't, there's, they cannot be like loving on another legend. Um, right. That, that's like their whole gimmick now. That's their, that's their jock, the jock sniffers or whatever you want to say for those guys. But um, I'm tired <laughs> of that. It's so bad. Like, dude, come on. Like, I don't, oh, all right. I'm going to go yeah, on. Sorry to get you on, on tangent one. here, but it's just like, yeah. okay, FTR, like, you got like, like act like the stars that you want to be like, like you guys are, are, you know, walking into territory of legendary tag team on your own. Like, yeah. do your thing. Be like, I'm not saying like, don't like edge, you know, but just don't fawn over edge or Adam Copeland. Yeah. Same thing with CM Punk. Like, it's like, dude, like, okay, you're friends with them. You're the only people that get along with them in the world. Like we get it yeah. enough already. Be a pro wrestling star. I don't think you'd have like Steve Austin would not be out there oogling and ogling over, you know, you know, over Ric Flair. He'd probably give him a stunner. Like, just come on, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, especially when, when I just looked up Dex Harwood's thirty nine. So like guys that are like five and ten years older than you, it's it's a little weird. But yeah, you're right. You're right. It's different it's if it's like, like Nick Wayne, who's like, oh my gosh, it's Edge. That's crazy. Or MJF yes. even, you know. But he's used that in the storyline. Anyway, sorry, I yeah. no. totally got derailed us, but. um <clears throat> Yeah, if it's like some, even if it's like a put together tag team, kind of like Ricky Starks and Big Bill, but like, you know, if let's say Jay White doesn't win, if it's Jay White and not Juice, but some other, maybe some other person's in, maybe him and, or like Osprey and uh, Kyle Fletcher, maybe they are like a big tag team all of a sudden because they're part of the Cal's family, or like Osprey and Takesha. I think that'd be awesome. And yeah. you have Sting and Darby yeah. go over those guys, it'd be huge. And that feels like main event worthy too. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot too. Yeah. You put put Don Callis behind the, you know, the narrative of like I'm gonna send Sting into retirement early or something like that, mm-hmm. or like make him, you know, wish he never had this last run. I think yeah, yeah Callis could be all over that from a promo yeah. promo. Sting could like definitely put Callis through the table and like yes. Find, yes. and that'd be like a great way to all this heat would pay off finally. Yep. Yep. Because I don't know Good if Callis gonna do anything to him, but like if Sting does that, it'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. like as good as winning the, the titles. Not as good, but pretty close. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be, that'd be – yeah, good call. Good call. So, yeah, I mean, I like this. I like what they're doing here. I think they've set themselves mm-hmm. up for a good, you know – and I think now, you know, when Sting wrestles on TV, if he does, it's going to be – it's going to be a thing. You know, I think it, they've, they've made it into something that they can promote. Yeah. Uh, they've made it into something that they can lean on and that people are going to follow. Um, so, yeah, thumbs up on this. I, I really – I really enjoyed it. And Sting's had a heck of a, a heck of a, just a heck of a career. I mean, just, wow. Here's what I hope they don't do. 
I don't need to see all the legends that Sting mentioned like come back. Like, well, don't, I don't worry. I don't see... think Hogan is going to be on AEW TV. Well, no, yeah, Hogan, no, but like Flair, I don't need to see Flair. I don't need to see Steamboat involved. Yeah. Luger, hopefully not. Like, I just, you know, you're 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 the guy that like to me. It's like you're the guy that like made it to this spot. Like you're you're you had the, like the longevity. Like yeah. bask in that on your own. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need yeah. to like drag along. You know these other legends with you. Yeah. My personal, I, I could use some more. <laughs> yeah, Joker Sting. No, I'm just kidding. I just had the card. I had a deck of cards in front of me, and I found the Joker. While you're love talking, it. So, so oh, I maybe, thought maybe we see Joker Sting. I think Joker Sting made an appearance, and everybody went, "What the hell?" Yeah, is just going for the on screenshots, because right I I got like 35 screenshots just to send to friends and group chats of Sting doing the. Face. I hate so, that. so if I, I can get it. more of that, then that's fine. But that's the <laughs> only reason. Just send me some high quality JPEGs. Um, or or p dot png files aw and that'll be fine. Tyler, your Twitter feed is just going to be stock full of sting Joker sting smiley pictures. Yeah, that's it. That's fine. That's how I'll rate matches by the reaction of the Joker <laughs> thing. If it's like, it's a, I love it. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, we have a new feature on the Brassing Media Substack yeah, newsletter. Tyler rates matches with Sting, <laughs> Joker sting Joker sting. Yeah. Oh, amazing all right let's uh let's pivot over to wwe and um and dude they keep rolling they keep rolling not from any uh, maybe from a storyline perspective maybe from a wrestling perspective we can you can have that conversation but both these things don't necessarily go hand in hand they're selling tickets hand over fist uh yeah. they just released uh news broke yesterday they just released uh over two thousand additional tickets to Survivor Series in in Chicago. Um, we don't know who's even going to be on the show. We don't know if it's War Games. We don't know if it's Survivor Series. Obviously, the CM Punk return cloud is going to be all over that. But I don't, you know, I think WWE's done a pretty good job of if that's going to be a thing. I think they've really hit it well because yeah. they've denied it all all the way. So if you, if you bought a ticket to that show expecting Punk and he doesn't show up, like that's on you, you know, like because I I think they've really gone out of their way to not lean into that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's by design and he shows up. I don't know. But I think that the ticket demand is, you know, kind of without, without punk. Um, so, you know, so a couple questions on this, the moment, the, mm-hmm. the momentum's on fire. SmackDown does well in the ratings. Raw is struggling a little bit and still doesn't have a television deal. So talk about the WWE momentum do you deduce anything from it outside of, Hey, they put on good live shows and people want to go see the big stars or, you know, and, and is that indicative of like what you think raw is going to get from a TV deal perspective, given their ratings? Yeah. So um, on that, I think this is the last big four pay-per-view, at least during this boom period that we're in, that's not in a stadium. Yeah. Right. Cause like the rumble and SmackDown and so, so. SummerSlam yep. and uh, WrestleMania are all in our stadium. So, you know, I think your Bears need to build that dome <laughs> yes. stadium in the middle of nowhere, um, wherever, whatever suburb that it is allegedly. Arlington Heights. Pants. Arlington yeah. Heights is where. So it, in Dallas, it seems like, because Arlington, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cowboys play. Um, yeah. So they need to do that to get another show after this. Um, so, you know, work on that. Or it's going to be in, you know, at Lucas Oil and in Indy is my guess. Um, so anyway, there's that, but yeah, I I think it's just, it's a, 
boom period, right? Like wrestling ebbs and flows and boom periods are different times, right? Like early nineties, you know, I don't, I don't have this information in front of me, but let's, let's say like, you've got like the late eighties is a good period. So like 85 to 89, maybe. And then you're mm-hmm. pretty down until what? 96, 97 through yeah. like Oh two. A one, yep. I guess, depending on if you want a couple company shutting down is probably not good for boom periods. And then where are we in the middle? Like 06 to 09 as a, I don't know, like a business period. Like that's a pretty big gap in the middle of what you call a boom period, right? Of like, yeah, I mean, I would argue that it's like, it's pretty it hasn't long. happened since. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know that it's happened really since 2000 and since it wrapped yeah. up. I mean, it's and been probably, good, but yeah. not like, and I'd say hot. it's, Historically, it's probably the lack of a second company being able yeah. to make it. And so, you know, you can say 19 to now is probably the historical boom period, even though it's probably more 21 or yeah. 22 to whenever it ends, right? So I think it's that, you know, it's kind of, you know, vibes related, right? Not to not to give you no information there, but it feels that way, right? Yeah, of yeah. like It feels like if you watch the product week in and week out, like there are slight tweaks. There are things like on the periphery, like, hey, Vince is not in control of creative, so we give it a little bit more leeway on, Hey, if maybe the story's not good, maybe they'll pivot. And it's not like a frustrating, like this person shoved down my throat. Like the fans want LA Knight, They got LA Knight. It yes. feels like two years ago. It'd be like, Hey, you want LA Knight? Here's Austin theory. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Right. Very much, so. like, Very much people so. would be pissed off. And it's not like, you know, all that goes into a cauldron and gets you, Hey, are, is this company beloved or not beloved? So we're in that zone. The, the raw thing, you know, I don't. To me, it doesn't stri- it doesn't strike as like an issue because I think the obviously SmackDown's going to NBC Universal. I think they would love to have both because then they can basically make all of their their whole USA network can be built around WWE, which is a hot product, and that's going to guarantee them for hey the next what's it a five year deal right the five SmackDown year, yeah. deal so yeah. it's twenty four to twenty nine. Yep. So. That seems like a pretty good window for there still being some sort of cable bundle or whatever, right? Because like I know I see ads for now for Spectrum at my parents' house because they have this, where you can basically get like a YouTube TV or a Hulu Live, but through Spectrum. It's not cable; it's streaming, but Spectrum's going to provide it for you. So Interesting. It seems like that is the way to cobble together cable, and you might not have all the thousand periphery networks but you're going to have a usa probably is going to survive if you have wrestling yeah so if i'm wwe and obviously they know infinitely more than i do but it seems to me like the nbc universal is on the table they're partnered almost exclusively with them at this at this point with the peacock deal with now smackdown so if you want everything i think there's probably a number on there they can be happy with but there's only the potential to rise with the second bidder and that's probably in the works and it's probably a Amazon and Apple, a what have you that wants to really see how things are going or make a decision sometime in a quarterly report to get a big pop or not or bury it. If they think it's a bad idea for investors, whatever it is, right. There's a lot of machinations that go through that. So I'm not worried about it. And I think the hotter the product is, and if you have a six month window to negotiate, like the hotter you are, you know, if The Rock and Roman Reigns is your main event at WrestleMania and it sells out two nights in a row and it does X views on the streaming service that no one, if it outdoes like Thursday Night Football or something crazy like that oh. in a seven-day window, then like you are making yourself real desirable and that might be the play. So I don't know. 
but I, I don't think it's a bad thing personally. Yeah, man, you hit, you hit a lot there. The, I think the, the, the comment on like the, the shows themselves, like right now, and just the momentum that, that they have is important. And I think like the, like, it, like Vince McMahon for so long, I think ran counter to this strategy where, well, it's, I don't know. It's hard. We can debate this. Like we can debate whether he was right or wrong, but like, you know, the, for so long, it was even going back to like John Cena. I mean, how many years was John Cena, the baby face, just getting booed mercilessly on the show? Yep. I mean, long, that happened for a long, long time. And it was kind of like the first time that I'd say like Vince really, really pushed that guy down the throats of the fans, despite, you know, the, the reaction that he got. So it kind of became like Cena's thing, you know, like to have that like tandem reaction. But then Roman Reigns came around and the same thing happened. And I think it was different for him because for Cena, it's like, well, it's kind of like his thing. It's kind of like the first time, like, oh, it's funny to Cena sucks and the song and all that. But Roman was different. Um, I think the fact that you are listening to the fans and you do, and I've said this for such a long time, and if you've read my work at the torch and you, you know, read it now, I see scoops like the fact that you have your rosters lined up the way that they are with like by and large across the board talent aligned the right way. Like, and there's a hierarchy there. Like you've got Roman Reigns at the top. He's a heel that it starts there. And then you've got Cody Rhodes, babyface, consistent reaction. You've got Seth Rollins, Babyface, consistent, like consistently strong um, reaction. There are chasing, they're chasing Roman. You know, the whole like that's like the, the ecosystem of the show has pointed in one, in one direction. That's why I didn't like the world title coming into place because I thought that that diluted kind of that, that that hierarchy. But it's really easy to tell when you watch these shows who are the big stars, who are the medium level stars, and who are like not stars. And I think that's really really important to have like like and and you get the stars on every show and that's that has diminishing returns at some point but part of the reason why i think like aw has trouble week to week with ratings is like you never know if mjf's gonna be on the show or not yeah. like is is he on or is he not gonna be on are the elite gonna be on no they're not okay they're not on. like it's like it's it's tough but you know when you watch raw cody rose is gonna be on the show you know he is boots on the ground top star same thing with seth same thing with Gunther. Um, same thing with LA Knight. And you know, you know what you're getting. And so I, I, I really think that that's a big part of, of not only you know, allowing for stories to click because they, these stories work because everybody's aligned right. And so you can tell stories the right the right way and get people to want to come back. Sean's comment here, I think, is a good one. WWE is putting on good episodic TV. Very good stories. They need to make some people feel bigger. Yeah, they do. They're not perfect. Certainly not. But I think in order to have like good episodic television, you have to have the characters lined up the right way. And I think that they that they've done a really nice job of that and can lean into that. Um, the and then it works from an in, in arena perspective too. So it works on TV. But you know that when you buy a ticket, SmackDown, you're going to see all the top guys. You're going to react to them. You're going to boo Dominic. You're going to cheer Cody. Like you know, you're going to maybe boo or cheer for Roman Reigns, depending. He's kind of like in like kind of like a legacy legend mode here, yeah. but it, 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 
it, it clicks. And, you know, Sean also is saying I, stars do feel bigger in WWE right now. AW has to do better just to have great matches, do better than just having great matches. And I think that's right. Like when you watch Adam Copeland on Collision, it's notable for me. Like I'm like, whoa, like Adam Copeland is on Collision. Like that's cool, but like that's smaller. It's smaller. It's just yeah. a smaller, smaller thing. And I think that's um, I think that's a that's a big that's a big deal. <laughs> Tracy, I love the right hook to uh to the Adam Cole, uh, Roger Strong storyline here. Hard to be a star doing stupid videos or only being on TV once every few weeks. Exactly. Adam! Adam! Oh, good grief. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot that plays that plays into it. Um, do you, and, and like you said, too, sometimes it is it is a vibe. I mean, that's certainly part of it, where you're just like, you, you watch WWE, you feel like you're watching a hot product. Um, and, like, that's contagious, I think. For sure. And when people like you and I say it, you know, that also helps. So yeah, not, right. Not to toot our own horns, but like, you know, everyone's kind of in agreement. Um, you know, there might be times where we like wrestling products, then we don't say it as overtly and it's not as well received, not us, but like collectively us, yeah, right. As yeah. the wrestling community. So um, yeah, it's, it's all that going into it and it's a great live show. Right. I mean, I don't know, like, are there press passes available for survivor series? I know you're local, so. Oh yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay, because I know like there was the report that like the employees couldn't get comps for this because it was so tightly available. But you know, being at SummerSlam, like I, I mean, I, I'd love to go to every big WWE event, even if I didn't know what was going on. Like if I didn't know what was going on in wrestling, and there's sixty thousand people going, yeah, like I'm I'm there. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. like if you're not, and that's what it hits more so than AEW. AEW is like the people that love wrestling. And, you know, WWE is literally sports entertainment. Like that bastard Vince was right all along. Bastard. That's some bitch. <laughs> yep. The, uh, I also put a lot of this and I put a lot of the momentum like on, on Roman Reigns. Like, like mm-hmm. he's been so good as a top guy that, that anybody he works with, it just, it feels like a big deal. Now, in this case, LA Knight, you know, he had momentum, you know, but I mean, yeah. like, Roman Reigns wrestles Logan Paul and it works. And it works because Reigns is so over and so good. He can literally wrestle anybody. Um, and I think it feels special. I mean, the run of matches he had last year, Sammy, Kevin, uh, Ray, Matt Riddle on TV, like a random Matt Riddle Roman Reigns match felt like a huge deal on, on television when that happened. Um, so I think he's really able to carry like a lot of the weight as as a top guy. And it's a bit unconventional because he's a heel, but you know, not every world champion is the same. I, and I think he deserves like a, a lot of the credit for you know the product being as 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 uh as hot as it is, and everybody well, kind of follow, follow suit right right underneath him. And he made like two and a half stars, I would say, under him, right? Jay, undisputedly. Yeah. Uh, and Solo was literally a guy on yep. NXT that people are like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Yep. And, you know, Jimmy as well, but he's the 0. 0.5, I would say. No offense to Jimmy, but he's been using that way as well. Yep. Right. But like Jay is a top guy. And not, I mean, he's like that right there on like, yeah. like he's going to be, he's going to get what the, the world heavyweight championship. He's going to have that belt. Like I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And like, mm-hmm. if you said that, I mean, how 
I mean, it's a while ago now, but remember like him and Jimmy had a story where they were complaining that they had never had a WrestleMania match and they'd been with the company for like 10 years. Right. 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 To go from that to be like, Oh yeah, that guy's going to be a world champion. No problem. Yeah. Like that's all well, Roman. Right. And, and not just them either. Like Sammy, like look at Sammy. I mean, yeah. like Sammy. Yes. I mean, he is a popular guy. People love him, but you know, he jumped off the screen because Roman was there with him and had a great, yeah. they had an awesome story, you know, with that. Kevin Owens too. I mean, I think you like both Kevin and Sammy were like really good, strong, very strong wrestlers and good utility players for WWE, but it was middle of the card utility players. Yeah. Now I think they're bumped up a, a, a level. Um, and I think Roman has a lot to do that. Even when you just watch SmackDown, like you watched SmackDown last week with him on the show, it's just like the energy. There's just a, there's just a different energy when he's, when he's there. And I think you get that partly because he's not always there. So that's one, that's a piece of it. Um, but also he's just, you know, he's just clicking. He's just clicking on, yeah. on all, on all cylinders. Um, uh, see my notes here. Uh, okay. Uh, how much do you credit Cody for this kind of renewed energy in the WWE product? Because I think he's, he doesn't not play a role in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think like there's an element of me that that and I don't have any science backing this or data backing this, but like if you were a guy who left WWE wa- watching, if you were a fan that was like, ah, I'm just just done. Like this product in 2016 is just terrible, and I'm gonna go follow what Cody does, you know. And you get that fan back because Cody's back, and so like there's like a batch of like kind of like AEW brethren out there that that likely you know came back to wwe because cody's around so i don't i, I put a little bit on his on his shoulders too it, it broadened out the fan base of people who are like ah, i just hate wwe i i want just all AEW all the time well now you know the AEW guy is back so maybe that says that says something so i give him a little nod of oh yeah tip credit too and if you're doing the wwe approved documentary right like a lot of this era starts at that wrestlemania where he comes out battle seth and yep. that his injury, that Hell in the yeah. Cell match. Like, those are two huge moments in this era, whatever you're going to call this era. And, you know, <clears throat> the comp historically is hard to make here. But is he like Chris Jericho coming to WWE, um, you know, in 99? Was it like June or August of 99? Because they yeah. didn't count down clock early. So, yep. you know, you'd like someone a little earlier than that that, like, came from the rival company. But, you know, Jericho was never part of WWF and then went to the rival and then came back, right? So it's a hard comp to make. But it feels like, you know, the solidifier of this boom period is that is what WrestleMania 38, right? Yeah. Is when he debuted and the excitement of him, then he gets injured, then the re-excitement at, at Royal Rumble, him being a top guy, being that, you know, that's a good version of an era too, is when you have multiple guys that can be on top and not just yeah. like, hey, it's Cena. And then maybe right. occasionally Randy Orton, who's, you know, even in this era, if you have Randy Orton at 26 years old, you know, is he, I, I would slot him below Roman and Seth and Guther yeah. and, and Cody. Right. So like, and he was the number two guy with a bullet, him and like Batista in an era. Right. Those guys are totally fine. They're great professional wrestlers. Well, great sports entertainers, but, um, <laughs> but they're safe, you know, Randy's safe, but, um, so yeah, that's kind of the the eras as well. So, well said, well said. Um, yeah, Cody he has had some good matches too. Like that Hell in a Cell match was awesome. I think the Brock matches. You look back on that trilogy of matches, 
and it's a pretty pretty fun pretty good story i mean the in-ring isn't isn't off the charts but the story is um mm -hmm. i think he's lost a little momentum after that but you know we'll see what he does now i think it's a holding you know he's kind of been in a holding pattern they want him heated up for wrestlemania so yeah. you can't glad, do too much. he's not a tag team champion so i think that was yes good. yes yeah i was fine with that i was fine with 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 what they did on that um i'd say Deshaun in the off. chat Deshaun in the chat yes but that's with everything on uh, the crazy it's been a year and a half already since he's been um, back, do you mean? Yeah, just in general. But I'd say in general, like it's crazy when you look back and it's like, oh, that was four years ago. Great, I am, I'm just sprinting towards death. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel all the time. So, jeez, oh yeah, but it's it's not not true. It's not, not yeah. true. Yeah, so that's just my mentality twenty four seven though. So yeah, well, I mean, happy, Friday. Like happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> yes. All right, we're gonna keep going and do the show here. <laughs> Great. Um, all right, well, let's wrap up on this topic, uh, and then we'll we yeah. go do the uh, the member only show. The you know uh, ratings came back. You know mm -hmm. NXT kicked AW's butt last week, and this week, you know AW's back up uh, nine hundred plus thousand. Uh, NXT is down, but still up eight hundred thousand. A whole lot of nothing after uh, after after that show. What do you think? How do you think the yeah, fallout I mean is? Well, that's why, you know, for the longest time, I'm glad we hadn't talked about ratings because you have to kind of look at, you know, monthly, six weeks, quarterly on these dips, right? Because, like, even we're talking about boom periods in WWE. And, like, if you took the rating for Raw now versus the worst era ever, in your opinion, like, it's getting 5X'd by that worst era ever, right? right. And that's a change in demographics and it doesn't mean as much and blah, 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 blah. We've talked about this a million times. But I do think it proves that, like, NXT show on that Tuesday was really bad. You wrote ex extensively about that. <laughs> and uh, the, the AEW show was good. And it, it panned out of like people who were giving it a chance or like, oh, cool. There's Cena. There's Cody. There's Undertaker. That show sucked. I don't really like anyone else. that's not going to be on the show all the time. And then people liked maybe, uh, you know, and AEW had good momentum. So that's what it says to me. I'd like to see what it's like six weeks for NXT afterwards, yeah. see if they like flatline and gain 50,000 people consistently. That's a win. If AEW can stay at this number, because like the show was didn't have a ton going on, in my opinion, from like a announce ahead of time, which I think is a might be a good strategy for AEW to try and like, hey, maybe half the stuff is announced and then you have some surprises mm -hmm. for like not MJF, but like is Edge going to be there? I don't know. Maybe I will just watch and see if he's going to show up as opposed to announcing every single little thing might be a good strategy. So how about you? What'd you think of this? No, yeah, no, I think, I think it just kind of, I mean, it'll take a lot while to see the full impact. I mean, like if, if, if NXT, if NXT stays at 800,000 for the next six weeks, like you'll look back on that show and you'll go, well, all right, it wasn't a great show, but it, it can, it, 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 it did the job of securing some regular viewers because 800,000 is a rarity. Like normally they're in yeah. like the 600s and sometimes even in the 500s. So if you, you know, if they consistently do 800 now, I mean, and they had some star power on the show, like Cody was on the show. So like, you know, it's not that they had nobody, but you know, so that, that'll, that's a win. Like if they stick with that, that's a win for as bad as I thought the show was that that's a, that's a win for them. Um, and, but AEW won too, you know, like, they, they had a good show last week. Um, and, you know, part of the part of the uptick is them being back on their, their same night. So you can't yeah, like totally obviously. discount that, but 
mainly they had a good show last week, and I think you know people wanted to see what you know what the follow up was. I think Sting making an announcement helped too. You know, you promoted some some good some good stuff. So we'll see. You know, this week's show was was uh, not as not as good as last week's, um, but eight hundred thousand is, or excuse me, nine hundred thousand is like these days. That's a good that's a good number for for AEW. So yeah. I kind of look back on it and I'm like, ah, you know, a whole a whole lot of nothing because both companies seemingly, at least for one week, I think got what they wanted out of it. Like you knew yeah. the NXT rating was going to go down. Like yeah. that that was a certainty. How much was the question? And for AW, you're like, well, shoot. Hopefully, we hopefully we go up way more, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and they did. So you know, it's it's, yeah. it's thumbs up. Thumbs and up. as wrestling fans, for all good wrestling, like I think it's a big win for everybody, which is great. Like I want every show to do better than NFL games. So everybody's talking about wrestling. It's good for the business for you and I. Yeah. It's also you know just good for wrestling and have people care about it. So I think it's a win all all across the board. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we will wrap it up there. We're going to go record the members-only version. If you guys want to hear more from us, please, please uh, become a Brass Ring Media member. We certainly would appreciate it. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. You can get exclusive columns from us all week long on our Brass Ring Media Substack newsletter. Um, you get a free weekly podcasts as a member. Um, you get pay-per-view roundtables as a member. And also you get access to our really fun Discord community. We got Sean and Tracy are both a part of that. And they uh, you know, it's 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 really fun. And it's not on Twitter. It's uh chatting, chatting about wrestling, not on Twitter. That's a thumbs up. Um, it's four dollars, you guys. So we certainly would appreciate it. Yeah. If you want to just get our free stuff, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Subset for free. Sorry, I'm, we're just walking all over your read, but I think Twitter's yeah. about to be a dollar, right? For everybody to use. So is it I, really? I think I heard that. So that could be fake news, but I don't really care if I'm getting fed fake news about Twitters because F that well, is, but. And I don't think I'm I really unless like everybody shells out a dollar for Twitter, I'm not I'm, I'm not doing it. I refuse. I refuse. Brass ring media folks. We we certainly would appreciate it. Um, all right, man, Tyler, thank you. Uh, Sean, Tracy, and everybody else who joined us live and everybody who will listen to this after the fact on your favorite podcast feed. Thank you. Thank you. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place right here in the Brass Ring Media Podcast. See you.